This is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes, and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now, before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now, remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. This is a first for the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. We've actually never had a guest before recording in mainland Europe. And when I received the next guest's introduction message on LinkedIn, I was beyond excited. Absolutely loved her profile. And having got to know her today on the podcast, I hope you will too. So my next guest is Erica Zagita, who is the founder and CEO of Prasana. And this is a topic that will really resonate because using her neuroscience background, she's a, a qualified neuroscientist, we talk about how we make decisions as human beings. So whether you're listening to this as a candidate or whether you're listening to this as a recruiter of candidates and clients or whether you're listening to this as a leader and you're obviously in hiring mode, you need to listen to this episode because what we're going to talk about today is how human beings make the best decisions what are the best interview processes to attract the right talent and ensure that we're hiring the right talent? And then for job seekers, how do we know that we're making the right decision when we're moving jobs? There's a real checklist at the end for both job seekers and candidate clients as well. And I absolutely loved Erica's energy. She's remarkable. Um, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. So without further ado, let's jump in. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And as you know, if you're tuning in for the first time or whether you've listened before, we are a global community here at the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, but we have a first. We have never, ever invited anybody on before that has come from basically this country, which is Lithuania. And I'm delighted to welcome the most wonderful, vivacious guest who's going to give some real insights that I think every listener is going to take something from today. This is Erica Zagita, who is the founder and CEO of Prasana. Welcome to you today, Erica. How are you? Uh, well, thank you for a nice introduction. Very well pronounced surname. I'm doing extremely well. Thank you. Oh, thank you thank for you. asking. I hope you're doing well as well. I'm, I'm doing well. And for anyone listening that has anything other than a monosyllabic name, we take pride when we have unusual names in making sure when we meet other people who have unusual or difficult to pronounce names that we get it right. So yeah, there you go. Exactly. But it's very nice. Now, obviously, we've only just met today. Really, we've been chatting on LinkedIn for a while. But tell our community who you are and what your business does. Well, first of all, I'm a human being, a very kind, I think, human being. But uh, if we're talking about professional life, um, I am the founder of Prasana. And Prasana is, well, it's a mix. It's a bit of a consulting and recruitment in one. Uh, but we have one big mission in life, one to help people find purpose at work. And that means that we want people to find joy at work, either that's through finding them the right job or helping companies find the right people so they get, you know, satisfaction being in their role, like the founders and so on. Uh, or we do that through consulting. Um, so, yeah, we basically help people find joy at work again. Oh, my God 
God, can we just pause everybody? I didn't know you were going to say that. And I'm like beaming away here because to me, being human is about finding joy in anything we do, whether it's this cup mm. of tea that I'm currently enjoying, whether it's speaking to people in your job, going for a run, listening to a podcast, whatever it might be. I love that that's your purpose. Wow. That's oh, amazing. Thank you. So thank you so much for joining us. And just in terms of your transition to setting up your own business, because it, I want to contextualize it. Mm-hmm. What made you set up Prasanna? What, what was the route to that? Well, the route was actually very unexpected. I mean, I always knew I would like to try entrepreneurship, uh, but I didn't want to just try it for the sake of trying it. Um, as you know, I did my degree in neuroscience. Actually, that was the moment when I realized that as much as I like, you know, the brains, the thinking behind uh, every decision people make, I actually realized that I love working with people and science is very much with animals and pets and doing experiments. Um, so then I realized actually I want to go into more like in into the work where I have to I have a chance to work with people mm-hmm. um so yeah so I, unexpectedly I joined a digital marketing agency that was fully remote international even before the whole COVID thing happened and from there on I realized that I can actually enjoy building something from scratch and building like teams building organizations finding people and that's basically how it all began and I at some point that. you know you reached a, the state where you want to help more people more companies and that's how I founded Prasana. And I'd just like to say for those listening up in Edinburgh, that's where you studied for five years, I believe. That's where you did your degree. Yes. Hi to everyone from Edinburgh. Hello. Absolutely. One of my favorite cities on earth. There's no question about it. So actually, well, let's focus on that then. You did that Mm -hmm. as your degree and you've just talked there about making decisions. So without, you know, without too much jargon, because we don't want to lose people that we don't want people to sort of go switch off. How do we make the best decisions during an interview process? Let's keep it recruitment focused. How do we make the best decisions, whether that's as a job seeker or as a hiring employer? Okay, so I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now, they teach it all to you over an eight-week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID, and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com, or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you, and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. 
very it's actually a very broad question i actually probably that's one question i was a bit like mm. it's mm. very tricky to answer because it really depends on each situation i would say uh, well first of all we always make decisions based on experience that we had uh, we always make decisions based on what we identified are the you know the non-negotiables the must-have criteria for for any position um, so I would say these are like the two most important things, but really there are so many variables. Sometimes, you know, we make a decision simply because the moon was in the right place in the in the sky, you know, or something something else. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes even hard to explain why I made this decision in the first place. And you either get extremely lucky or, or you don't. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to explain this. It's like there's so many factors. I would say experience is a big, big one. Mm -hmm. um, then also, you know, requirements that we have at hand, the knowledge that we have, the information about the candidate that we have. Uh, that also influences how we make it. And also for the candidate, your non-negotiables might be the salary because you need to pay your mortgage. It might be location exactly. because you have to get a, a train or a bus or whatever to work. So these are the non-negotiables, which I, yeah. is why I always recommend any job seeker to write down what those non-negotiables are and then what yeah. aspects you're negotiable. So it's interesting. So you're basically, you're, we make, base decisions based on our previous experiences because as human beings, that's how we learn which berries to not eat, you know, mm. which, which animal to run from and which one to capture. You know, this, this is what makes us human, isn't it? So yeah. there's a large part of that, a feeling that we get to, I mean, how much of what we decide is based on logic and how much is what makes us feel? Because sometimes you can come away from an interview and think that just felt great. They made me feel really special. They obviously really want to hire me, but is it a logical feeling? I would say it's a mix, actually. Mm. I cannot tell you in percentages how it is, but uh, okay. typically I would say it's um, based on the feeling and the, you know, what that interview or that person or how that person made us feel mm. that's how you make decisions i mean i don't know actually what we are talking about that the recruiters or mm. the candidates because mm. it really depends i think you know there are certain phases of the hiring process when the recruiter makes decision and there are certain phases of the recruitment process when the candidate makes decision okay and that that also you know depends on who's making decision and at what stage but typically mm. people make decisions based on how the person makes you feel and also how they, you know, present themselves. Maybe if they do a test, how they do a test. Like it's many different aspects, actually. It's interesting, isn't it? Because there are so many ways to skin a cat. I don't know if you have that expression yeah, in Lithuania. We have there that. are. Yeah, which is horrible. I hate that expression. Mm. Um, but it's true. And I think if you, you know, you've hired for your companies in the past. I've obviously partnered in the recruitment industry for 24 years. There is mm. no what there is no one size fits all. Sometimes I get a, a, a company and they literally hire, they'll make an offer on the spot to yeah. a to a candidate the candidate accepts and I'm like whoa what just happened there and and they did there was no logic there was no competency there was no presentation it was just mm. they both made each other feel like they wanted to work there they wanted to hire them mm. so, but but do you think it's a good approach as a recruiter do, would you in, say it's a good I, get, I do get asked that by some people in the market who know that this particular company do that and I think if it works for them and those mm -hmm. people that then start there are happy in that role which a lot of them are that their actual tenure of staff is really good their, their attrition mm -hmm. is really low it obviously works for them and mm -hmm. then I have other companies where it might be you know, a, a telephone screening and then a Teams call and then a face-to-face -face and then it might be an HR-based competency interview and then it might be a business panel, meet the team. Mm -hmm. And actually, I can also see why that can feel like you're really getting to know people and yeah. you're right, really digging down on, on the sort of full 360 of them. But it mm -hmm. can also potentially put candidates off that it's so elongated. So yeah. we, I mean, I, you know, I would say probably it's best to always a bit cool down 
and make a decision after the interview, not make it on a spot. Though I'm not saying, I mean, also making on a spot sometimes may feel a bit de desperate. Like you are just, you know, emotional, you're rushed with your decisions. So I would still recommend to probably, you know, end the call, give it a day and then respond. Mm -hmm. um, also, I think um, overall, it just like making decisions and uh, deciding who to hire. It should be, it should be very thoughtful process. But at the end of the day, 50% chance is always that you're going to be unlucky with hiring, like no matter how in-depth your process is, right? Like mm -hmm. it's like flip, flipping a coin. As mm -hmm. recruiters, we do a lot of work. We always try to, you know, do the whole vetting part clearly, like nurturing and everything else. But still there's this chance that because there are things that you cannot evaluate, like you cannot evaluate the work ethic. You just see that as they work. You cannot evaluate their consistency and performance. Like these are the things that are hard to measure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never really thought about that like that before. Wow, that's yeah. intriguing. Okay, so given your provenance as a neuroscientist, obviously, but you've worked mm -hmm. your way through and you've hired people yourself, how mm -hmm. have you personally experienced the best hiring processes where you've seen people at interview, we'll talk about the process, and then seen them absolutely thrive in the role? We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vinceri, the recruitment operating system. Vinceri is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now, including video interviewing and outreach, all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincheri, because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincheri.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. Well, I know uh, we also briefly talked about uh, hiring people similar to you, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, but that tends to work for me because I okay. always look for the work ethic more than anything. I try to formulate mm -hmm. questions based on, you know, how they work, how they approach difficult situations, how they stay consistent, organized, like all of those small things. Um, having good process is important. It's crucial. I always say have, you know, several people provide insights. So it's as, as objective as possible. Having a practical assessment always makes sense. Um, so yeah, I think process process is important, but also very clearly knowing what your non-negotiables are, what kind of person you're looking for. Mm. And if you know that, if you have that in mind, it will be easier to kind of match the person you're interviewing against mm. uh, your criteria. So you do hire clones. That's interesting. Or you do or you don't. Do you purposefully go out to find a mini you? No, not purpose. No, okay. not on purpose. Um, I mean, I cannot, I don't think you can find a clone, a person very similar to you. Mm. Um, there are certain aspects of a person that resemble you, maybe, for example, how they work or how they answer a certain question. But from the personality perspective, it's very difficult to find someone who's like you. Yeah. You know, I've, uh, we like to do disc assessments. I don't know if you ever heard yeah. about them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I can like a person and they will have a completely different personality than I do, which yeah. means that in many cases, they will approach the situation in a different, from a different angle, mm -hmm. but the work ethic might be similar, yeah. which means they, they are going to be very responsible, you know, accountable, consistent and so on. 
I think it, we're in dangerous territory if anyone listening as a leader is hiring on clo- a clone strategy because mm. first of all you're totally disregarding what a true diversity and inclusion strategy mm. means exactly. um, but on the flip side of that we as human beings tend to be attracted to those that we feel a connection to and that's mm-hmm. largely around why I think that's where historically companies have hired in their model. You know, they've hired similar people from similar degrees or similar, you know, we've always hired people from telesales or we've always hired people from this university, but actually, mm-hmm. A, you're not, you're not, you're definitely not creating an inclusive um, strategy for hiring future talent pools, but B, you're not complementing. That's something yeah. we've not yet talked about. So I'll talk about Shannon, who will be producing this episode and she'll, she loves it when I share her name. You know, Shannon, if you met Shannon now, five years in, she works in a very similar way to me. Her work ethic is, without a shadow of a doubt, phenomenal. I mean, she li- I literally have to tell her to take a day off. Um, her integrity, all the things that I hold really dear to what you've just been talking about mm-hmm. there. And yet personality-wise, she is very different to me. She would not She would never run a podcast like this. She, she's happy to be behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, she's, you know, very different in personality from that point of view. But we share values. We share very similar values. So yeah. it's more focusing on that than the clone aspect. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my my business partner is exactly the same. We have the same work ethic. She, I mean, wh- what is work ethic? I think that's the first thing that the yeah. business have to decide. What is a work ethic that they accept? You know, responsibility, accountability, to mm. what extent, then consistency, uh, creativity, like all of those things. Um, and maybe something that I would give as an advice, like if, for example, you do personality assessments, let's say you're looking for a project manager Mm. don't think that good project manager is a person who has let's say the d uh i don't know i or something else like as a result in this it's not it's not about that they can have different personalities and still be great at their job i think it more comes down to their um work ethic yeah and how they approach it and how responsible and organized they are yeah no i i absolutely agree and very often I think that gets smoke screened away. I don't think people talk about that because maybe they're afraid mm-hmm. of putting somebody off that this is what the expectation is. We're not talking mm-hmm. about working 24 hours a day. We're talking about the way you you work smart and the way how, exactly. how productive you are within the time that you have. That's really interesting, actually. So if you, I mean, obviously, like I say, it's so hard to pinpoint our audience, but we tend to think it's two, two lots of people. One is leaders running, running teams or running companies. The mm-hmm. other is recruiters who might be at the start of their career or on their, on their upward journey. What would your top tips be for the leadership pool in terms of how do they ensure for their businesses, they have the best decision-making process. And then how do those job seekers, those recruiters coming through, make sure they know how to play a role? Okay, I'm going to try to put my thoughts straight, but I always okay. think that, you know, to make a decision is not difficult if you have all the information in hands, right? Okay. If you have all of the information that you need to make a decision, yes or no, it's easy. So the question is more about how do I get all of that information? And that means you need to understand better who you need to bring on board, what values they have to share, what work ethic they need to have, what are the non-negotiables in terms of experience, skills, uh, knowledge, and everything else. Like, if you get that part right, if you understand clearly who you need, then choosing mm. between A and B is going to be easy mm. because you'll, you'll know exactly who needs that. For recruiters, it's the same thing. For I mean, for recruiters, I always say to be very successful in interviews, uh, you need to have to develop two skills. One, you need to be able to ask lots of follow-up questions because people will tell you things intentionally or unintentionally that are not necessarily the true representation of reality. True. 
And the second skill is you need to be able to make decisions based on each answers. So basically, whatever they say, you need to process that fast and, and see, does that make sense? Is it logical? Or do I need a follow-up question? Mm. Um, so I would say this, this, this would be a good starting point. And for recruiters, yeah, having a good process always is important. You know, uh, keeping it as objective as possible is important. And I think as long as you you kind of do that, I'm going to be successful. I just want to pick up on something, actually, and this shows I'm actually going to bite by the very notion of what I'm saying, prove what I'm about to say. You need to be an active listener. Mm -hmm. So if if your potential employer is sat there talking about, you know, this is the succession plan, these are the promotion prospects, take on board what Eric has just said, you need to get a process that information and then actually ask questions back specifically about that so yeah. what are the what are the milestones for me to get to that what will the trigger points be what if I'm doing x y and z but I'm not doing a b and c really mm-hmm. actively listen and I think I know having done 24 years in recruitment that what can happen in a decision making process from either side but let's let's focus on the job seeker is that they're so fixated on being you know this great candidate that they forget mm-hmm. to actually participate in the listening part they're waiting mm-hmm. for the next question instead of yeah. listening so I think that's a really good point you've just made Erica I think that's really useful and obviously recruiters listening you can then impart this to your candidates as well this is all you know about cascading it down into the industry this yeah. has been really really exciting so let's talk about your plans for the future you've you, you cover a global audience where where are your where's your community where are you focusing on yeah so actually I'm working with the international clients right. Europe US mainly and I'm also recruiting international people, mainly remote. So that's, I think, wow. my specialty. And we only, yeah, to be honest, we only focus on marketing companies and e-commerce companies. Wow. So very, very niche. Very, very, I, yeah. I love how niche it is, but you, that's great because a large part of our audience are based in America. So you'll be having people yeah. clicking through. So we'll make sure everybody can have full visibility. You have been absolutely delightful. And I'd just like to say a very big thank you to the electrician that we know is in the background who managed <laughs> to not use the drill the whole time we were recording. You have been truly wonderful. And I'm so pleased that you reached out and uh, you've been a great guest for the Recruiters Recru- Recruitment Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope uh, we'll uh, we'll get a chance to record uh, another episode sometime in the future. I'm sure we will. You take care. Thank you.